There's no place like the movie theater. The smell of fresh popcorn welcomes you to a full body experience while candies and sodas compete for your attention. Hoping to join you in the best seats you've reserved on Fandango. It's where movie lovers buy tickets, pick seats, and double up on rewards points all online. All that's left is to walk in, snack up, and sit back. Visit Fandango.com or download the app today for your ticket to the movies. For the world's greatest athletes. This is the showdown we've been waiting for. There is nothing like competing on the world's biggest stage. And when that stage is Paris, anything can happen. I have never seen anything like this. How about that? An Olympics unlike any other. What a performance! The Paris Olympics, Friday, July 26th on NBC and Peacock. What's up and welcome inside. Bet the Edge for Wednesday, January 12th. Corey Parson, the fantasy executive here. My guy, Vaughn Darzell. We are live and lit, holding it down for Sarah and Drew, who are on assignment. Coming up on the program today, we got a lot to get into. into Alex Selznick's will be talking, joining us, breaking down some props. You can find him on Twitter, at PropStars. Me and Vaughn got a lot of getting into things that we got to do. Want to talk some NBA, want to talk some college basketball want to look at some notable underdogs. As always, we'll have our edge of the day. And, of course, we'll talk Super Wild Card Weekend. It's the first time in history the NFL is having wild card game on Monday Night Football. Vaughn, what's up with you, my man? Congratulations on the big night in Indianapolis uh, the other night. Thank you, brother. It was an amazing night. Of course, we came through with all our bets. Uh, Marco won $1.2 million. He celebrated by going home to his family and kissing his girls on the forehead and going to work the next day. So uh, that is an everyday thing for him winning a million now. So, Corey, now it's our turn. We got to we got to start our process to win a million now, man. But no doubt we got to get that big roll build up. Listen, everybody who's checking in in the chat, I want you if you have some prop questions for tonight or this weekend, I want you to start loading them up in the chat when we bring our guys prop stars at Alex Selnick in. Ivan, let's get ready to break down Super Wild Card Weekend. Let's start with. What I think is great scheduling by the NFL, because you have a Saturday night, you want to keep people in the house. What better than the New England Patriots and the Buffalo Bills, AFC East rivals meeting for the third time this season. The Bills are four-point favorites on their home turf. Listen, Vaughn, New England, 5-3 and three ATS, 6-2 and two on the money line on the road this season. So they have been road warriors. What do mm-hmm. you think about this contest right here? Yeah, I'm glad you said that because the last two games that they've lost on the road, which has been interesting to me, and this is a series where Buffalo's pretty much won it the past three or four times, but New England had that one time where I actually came on and I like their running back, Damon uh, Williams or whatever his, or not Damon Williams, but uh, Damon Harris, his rushing yards under and he broke off that long run, but it was a game where Mac Jones threw like six times. That's not going to happen this time around. So I actually lean Buffalo in this game. I mean, they've been like I said, solid the last three or four times they played them. I know fading Bill Belichick in the playoffs isn't easy, but it is Mac Jones's first start as a rookie quarterback in the playoffs, and he's on the road in Buffalo, which we know Bills Mafia is very intense. So I do like the Bills in the spot. All right, so Vaughn, here we go. I don't want to spend the whole show agreeing with you, but let me just say that as soon as I saw Bills minus four, I went ahead and laid that number. I'm pretty confident in the Buffalo Bills. I think one thing that we saw that game with Mac Jones only through, trust me, I love Mac Jones. Maybe but one too. thing we saw in that game with Mac Jones only threw the ball three times, 
the Buffalo Bills were aggravated at that game. All the talk of the genius of Bill Belichick. I expect the Bills to do a good job. Send the Pats home. The first game of Super Saturday Wild Card Weekend, the Raiders and the Bengals. And this one is interesting right here. A pair of 10 and 7 teams, the Bengals super hot, hottest fish grease down the stretch. We all know Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Joe Mixon, all the talent on offense, right? Then you get the Raiders who barely sneak into the playoffs. Number opens up with the Bengals, the popular team laying six and a half. Yeah. Number comes to six, it yeah. goes to five and a half. It's mm-hmm. June right now, like it may hit five. Vaughn, are we looking at a live dog with the Las Vegas Raiders in week one? Hey, listen, I found a great stat. Shout out to Joe Osborne of Art Shark. He said underdogs in the wild card round the last five years are 15 and 7 ATS and 10 and 12 outright. Okay, unders are also hitting at 64%. So that's interesting. In this game, I think the number's coming down because of the weather. It's supposed to be a little ugly in Cincinnati, which, you know, could make for a close game. As we just talked about, Mac Jones making his first start in the playoffs. So will Joe Burrow. So this is a big test for Joe Burrow. They have been the hottest team ever, but we know when the playoffs come around, Things change a little bit, gets tougher. Now the Raiders haven't been in the playoffs since 2017 either. So it's not like they are, they are, they're new to this as well. But yeah, I mean, I was kind of, I looked about the Raiders. I wrote about this yesterday on NBC Sports Edge's website. I said, I like the Raiders plus six and a half. I think I'm going to have to take them. I want to get a seven. And then this came down to five and a half and it's probably going to come down to a five. So yeah, I'm looking at the Raiders as a live dog too. And I mean, I'm looking at underdogs in general week one outside of uh, the Buffalo game. Peep this right here, Vaughn. This season, home teams that were five and a half point favorites uh-huh. or one and seven ATS. Really? Three, four and one on the money line. Really? Yeah. So the Raiders are a live dog coming up this weekend. That's a little tip that your homies gave you. So we do like the Raiders this weekend and I'm going to sprinkle something on the money line. Let's okay. change gears and start to talk about some basketball. And the hottest team right now in the NBA is the Memphis Grizzlies. I had a mm-hmm. homeboy call me last night out in Memphis. And he's like, yo, son, I think we can win the West. I'm like, well, let's calm down a little bit. But the Memphis Grizzlies, oh, yeah, pipe down just a little bit. Grizzlies are playing great ball last night. You saw them beat the Golden State Warriors. Ten straight wins. John Morant just last night went from minus 110 to minus 145 to win the league's most improved player. I think he should be in the MVP conversation. But we did see Luka just win this award two years ago. It looks like Ja is the favorite front runner for this award um listen i cannot front morant has been excellent this season yeah i mean i'm in love with what he's been doing and we talked about this on the twitter spaces last week a little bit when he was plus 130 and plus 150 and now we see him 145 and 150 so it's flipped his main competition for this award is desmond bain which is his teammate then you got you know darius garland uh jante murray and all these type of guys jared allen but i don't think any of them are real competitors because what john morant's doing this year he's at 25 points per game uh, he's balling six assists, six rebounds per game. Last year, he only averaged 19 points per game. So we're talking about a, almost a full six-point increase. They're on a 10-game winning streak right now. Dylan Brooks is out for a couple weeks. So John Moran's scoring is only going to go up. His usage is up. They're going to make the playoffs at this point. And then you consider he hasn't made an all-star game yet this year. You know he's making an all-star game this year. So John Morant is basically locking this up. I think he's going to be a minus 300 favorite in the next two weeks on this award. I think he could run away with this. And if you got Tyler Hero with us, I think it's the same type of situation where you're just going to see him be the favorite the entire season. And there be, could be an easy hedge later on. But right now, this is John Morant's award to lose. Let me ask you this question. We talked about the Memphis Grizzlies, the Cleveland Cavaliers, but another team been very impressive on the money line and ATS this season. Cleveland's going to go into the All-Star break probably as a top six team in the East. 
will they have an all-star with the game being in their home stadium? Oh, man, you figure that they want to do that, but would it be Darius Garland or Jared Allen? You know, and that would be the guy to be clear-cut to bet on for the most improved player, in my opinion. That would be the guy to back up behind John Morant because I've I've only bet John Morant so far. So I'm glad you bring that up because that's how I would approach it. But I like Darius Garland, but Jared Allen's making an impact in both ways. All right, Vaughn. So we'll get into what I did last night in the NBA a little bit later on when we get to the NBA. But I know college basketball is running the sports. You do an excellent job and handicapping. We do got a goodie tonight, Villanova and Xavier. Nova's on a four-game winning streak. When these two teams met just a few weeks ago, Nova as a five-and-a-half-point favorite pulled off 13-point victory. Villanova and Nova, Villanova, excuse me, and Xavier tonight. How are you breaking this one down for our audience out there? Yeah, so this line keeps flipping back and forth. I played Xavier on the money line at plus 105. They went to a minus one-and-a-half-point favorite. Now it's back to Xavier as a one-and-a-half-point favorite. What you have to know is Xavier has not been doing well at all in this series. Villanova has owned it completely, winning nine of the last 10 overall, eight of the last 10 when it comes into the regular season. And right now, I think these two teams, I mean, Xavier's been great. They haven't lost on the home floor all year, but Villanova has been a true road warrior all season long. They have played the third hardest schedule in all of the NCAA. They just got two big road wins also over DePaul and Seton Hall. Uh, they lost to Creighton and Baylor, which were two big games away from home, but those are two good teams as well. So, I mean, hey, Xavier has been tough all season long, but Villanova, I mean, they have the coaching edge with Jay Wright. They also, uh, like I said, have been good on the road this season, but in the Big East play, I mean, they've been dominant. Like I said, I bought, I got them uh, thinking they were going to flip to the favorite because they're 24 and nine on the money line as a favorite uh, in Big East play the past three seasons. So Villanova has played a lot tougher competition. I think this is going to be the biggest test for Xavier. It's going to be a great game, a very hype game, but I think Villanova is the right side in this one. So I'll play them at plus money, 105. And I'll be willing to tell you on that one right there. Okay, we are off and running to a very good start. But before we get into some NBA action and talk about some props, I want you to get ready for this weekend, Wild Card Weekend, Sunday Night 7. We're gearing up for a Wild Card Weekend, and the NBC Sports Predictor Wrap, powered by PointsBet, has you covered with Sunday Night 7. We're giving you a shot at $1 million twice this weekend. It starts on Saturday by predicting what will happen between the Raiders and Bengals in Cincinnati. Then another million dollars is up for grabs during the Chiefs and Steelers matchup Sunday night. Download the app from your app store or visit NBCSports.com slash predictor app for more information. Vaughn, Sunday Night 7, one of my favorite things at NBC. Yeah, and we need to get a winner here on the late night sweat as well because I, I, want, uh, I want to get some free money and give everyone some free money. So, yeah, let's keep rocking with those two. Peep it. Speaking of late sweat, right, tonight – is our late sweat night. If you don't know, the late sweat is where the NBC Sports Bed Edge crew, whatever, NBA crew, we combine our heads, our very smart handicapping heads, and we come up with a single game parlay. Five legs, single game parlay. We pass it along to the people at points bet. They throw a boost on it, and then we sweat it. It's the late sweat. As a matter of fact, tonight, we'll be doing the Twitter spaces, talking about it, leading up to the contest. Tonight, Vaughn, this is going to be a goodie. And we could mm-hmm. see some dissension between the crew because our late night sweat game, our late sweat game tonight is the Chicago Bulls and the Brooklyn Nets. The Nets are two point dogs. Going to be interesting to see what the status is of Kyrie Irving and James Harden. But Vaughn, my pick is the Nets on the money line. I think the Brooklyn Nets, who have not been in good form recently, I yeah. think um, the Brooklyn Nets on the money line is the play. What are you looking at for the late sweats and what is your thoughts on this game? 
So I actually like DeMar DeRozan tonight and someone commented on that. Juan Carlos Toro in our live chat uh, said thoughts on DeRozan's over. That's exactly where I was going with this one, my friend. Uh, he's been on fire lately. I've loved everything. I mean, the one-two punch between him and Levine, it's, it's hard to fade the Bulls. I'm a Bulls fan, so I don't bet on them too often. I wish I had the past 10, 11 games because they've been killing it. But uh, yeah, I think he's the clear-cut guy for me in the same game parlay. I think he's going to cash. 20 plus, 25 plus points. I think both of them are great bets here because he's been consistently hitting the 25 plus. And if you've bet Zach Levine and DeMar DeRozan consistently at 20 plus or 25 plus in the same game parlay, you've been making money all year. So let's keep it continuously with this one. I'm going to take DeMar DeRozan tonight in our, in our late night sweat. And I'm, I'm sorry, I'm not a Nets guy by any stretch of the imagination. But the thing about it is yeah. I am more always going to be the contrarian. So I'm going to fade the Bulls and go with the Brooklyn Nets. On this case right here tonight. So Vaughn, let me tell you about last night in the NBA, right? So on my published articles, I'm 7-0, been riding the Grizzlies, some more stuff like that, right? Now, last night I did a money line parlay, right, with the Phoenix Suns. They was in Toronto. The Raptors playing excellent ball right now, but the Suns overcame that. I money line parlayed them with the Minnesota Timberwolves. Then I caught the Timberwolves at plus 375 in the fourth quarter because I'm like, it's the Pelicans. They're going to figure out a way to come back. So I'm tied up into the T-Wolves a lot last night. I'm sweating this and breaking this down. And Brandon Ingram at the buzzer kills two tickets of mine, Vaughn. Had a decent night, but not the night that I could have had if Brandon Ingram misses that shot and we take that game to overtime. Brandon Ingram, last year's most improved player, also bet on him. So I'm trying to go two back-to-back. But, yeah, that's a tough break, man. There's been a couple really good games lately, and that was a great one, too. I caught the ending of that. Every night in college basketball in the NBA, we have underdogs that ball. Right now, I want to hop on and talk about a couple of dogs. This is what I found. This is a nasty one. This is a nasty dog, a dirty dog. Like, this is like George Clinton, Parliament Funk dog. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Houston Rockets, San Antonio Spurs, right? The Rockets open up as six-point underdogs. I know, I know you're holding your nose, Vaughn. Listen, got to. I'm gonna ride with it though. You know, the Spurs did that real long two-week road trip. Tonight's the Spurs' first home game of the calendar year. Crazy. We're already at the 12th. The Spurs haven't been at home yet. They went on like an eight-game road trip. Oh, whatever. They didn't do the best. But tonight they come yeah. home to face the Houston Rockets. Most will think easy lean to the Spurs. Not I. I really have no ATS feelings on this. Like, I can't pull these ATS stats to back this up. But in my gut, and I have a significant gut for it, <laughs> I am going with the Houston Rockets catching that five and a half points. That's my underdog of the night. Hey, they play hard, man. I like Christian Wood over 17 and a half points tonight. I was going to talk to prop stars about that a little bit tonight, uh, today. So, yeah, I'll, I'll ride with you on the Rockets plus five and a half. They're a tough team. I mean, Jalen Green, you know, I got a rookie of the year ticket. I need him to come hard. So let's do it. They are an offensive team that's not going to give up, and I don't think it's going to be a blowout tonight. So let's go Rockets. All right, let's head over to the college basketball hardwood. Got a big one in the SEC tonight. Oh Louisiana God. at Florida. Louisiana catching two. Were the Tigers the favorites at one point in this game? Or- so they, were, they were plus one, and it moved because Xavier Pinson is out. And thank you to someone in the, the chat that made me uh, repronounce Xavier. I, I know how to say. I just, you know, sometimes <laughs> it happens when you're flowing. You, know, you get all excited. But I'm like, not that guy. Yeah. So we'll just call him Pinson so I can avoid messing that up again. But Pinson is third leading scorer in 30 minutes for LSU and leads the team in assists. So that's actually a major uh, disadvantage to them, him being out traveling to Florida, which is going to be obviously a big test here. LSU has not done very well against Florida as a dog in the situation. They're two and eight on the money line and three and seven ATS in the last 10 as the dog. And when they're a road dog, 
That's one and four on the money line. Now, I did like LSU here before I got the news. I want, I was thinking about transitioning to Florida, but here's the best piece of advice I can give you watching this LSU team multiple times this year, especially against Kentucky. They came back multiple times against multiple teams, but the Kentucky run really impressed me. I think this is going to be a situation where you can get Florida out lead early a little bit, and LSU is going to be on that four, five, six range all game long. You can live bet them and get a much better number here on them and maybe even take them on the money line because Florida has not been doing well lately. They've actually lost like five of the last seven or eight games. So uh, I am looking at LSU live in this situation. But, um, yeah, the movement is on Florida for sure. All right, so we're going to go at LSU. We're going to try to get some some live action on this one right here. Yeah. Here's an interesting one, Vaughn, and I love and I love you for this play right here. We got <laughs> Duquesne at Fordham. This game is in the legendary Rose Hill Gymnasium in the Bronx, New York. Shout out to all my days in the CHSAAA, the New York City Catholic High School Association. The championship game will be played at Rose Hill Gymnasium, where Duquesne is a two point favorite versus Fordham in the Bronx tonight. Shout out to the Boogie Down Bronx. Shout out to the Boogie Down Bronx, baby. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a Pittsburgh guy, so shout out to all the Yinzers, uh, Duquesne and Pittsburgh. Now, this is an interesting game because this is the theme here is the underdogs today, apparently. And Duquesne was a two-point underdog last night that around 7 o'clock, it all flipped everywhere. They got steamed. And Duquesne has won six straight as the favorite against Fordham. They've won eight of the last 10 meetings overall, and they're 9-2 and two ATS in their last 11 in-conference games. So those are all significant factors. And the main thing and why the movement is steamed, in my opinion, because I was also going to look at a Duquesne first half play in this one. Fordham has not played since December 30th. That's a two-week break, okay? So slow start and rust could be a big factor here for Duquesne. They just came off a 19-day pause when they played UMass. They were down 20-8, to and they came back and won by four. That's a part of a three-game winning streak for them. So right now, I would be looking at a Duquesne money line play. I'd be looking at Duquesne in the first half because Fordham could be coming out slow here after their pause. So a couple of things worth noting, too. I mean, Antonio Day plays for FIU. He's turned the ball over eight times in the last game. That's not very good, okay? If that happens again, Duquesne could run away with this. So let's go Dukes, Corey. A little mid-major ball. All right, well, let's go Duquesne, not the Duke Blue Devils. I don't rock Duquesne them. Dukes. Yeah, I got on my NBC North Carolina Blue. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I see you, looking at you got the, the the shiny suit days. You know what I'm saying? And yeah, I got my Star back. Wars on. <laughs> yeah, I, I've been I've been watching the Mandalorian, so this is my Mandalorian suit right now. But I, I show up. I bought this six months ago and haven't wore it once. But Prop Stars, he's coming on. This is special, so I had to wear something special. We're going to get to Alex in just a minute, but first, let me tell you to subscribe to NBC Sports Edge Plus and get every tool for every game. Fantasy, DFS, and betting premium tools are all included in one subscription at one low price. You can subscribe monthly or save 20% on an annual subscription. We've made it easier than ever with more tools than ever to play and wager with confidence. That is NBC Sports Edge Plus. No doubt, definitely sign up for that service. It's helped my handicapping. That's why I was so good at the NFL this year, and that's why I'm on like a seven-game NBA run right now. If you're not doing the same, NBC Sports Edge, sign up, 20% off promo, whatever the case may be. For the world's greatest athletes. This is the showdown we've been waiting for. There is nothing like competing on the world's biggest stage. And when that stage is Paris, anything can happen. I have never seen anything like this. How about that? An Olympics unlike any other. What a performance! The Paris Olympics. This summer on NBC and streaming on Peacock. I'm ready to go. Streaming now only on Peacock. 
five rich and famous international soccer stars. They have everything except love. I think girls in the past have gone for me because of what I've got. That's why we're going undercover. We're setting them up with single American women. They don't know we are famous. They don't know we are rich. And they'll have to hide their true identity. What do you need for work? I'm an ad salesman. <laughs> oh, God. What am I doing? Love Undercover. New series streaming now only on Peacock. At the theater, more than the movies come to life, movie lovers march in and skip the line with digital tickets to the latest movies on the free Fandango app. Ready to grab some snacks. Pick me! And head to the best seats in the house for a night of romance, terror, and quality family screen time. Visit Fandango.com or download the app today for your ticket to the movies. Now it's time to get to the man of the hour, my guy, Alex Selznick. Hope I pronounced that name right, because I did ask you prior to, and it obviously it slipped my mind. But Alex, you can find him on Twitter, at PropStars. What's going on with you? Good morning, my guy. What is good, Corey? Good to see you, Vaughn. Great to see you as well. I'm a huge fan of this show. Really appreciate you guys having me on. All right, well, thanks a lot for joining us. Let's get ready to hop into it and talk some NFL. We got the big Super Wild Card weekend coming up this weekend. You know, two games on Saturday, three games on Sunday and Monday night. Um, Let's start with – let me ask you about Saturday since you probably have done the most work on that, and that's probably the, the, the props that will be out the fastest. What are some of the things you're looking for NFL-wise on Saturday? Yeah, I got two spots circled, Corey. I've been looking at it, uh, these games very closely. First one up is Joe Mixon. I'm really interested to see what his rushing line is going to be. Uh, back when these teams met in week 11, he had a whopping season high, 30 carries, 123 yards. Uh, this season, the Raiders have been one of the bigger run funnels in the NFL due to their ability to create pressure. 23rd in DVOA. Only the Chargers and the Panthers have been more significant run funnels as well. The Raiders, they're not terrible against the run, but they're 19th in run defense grade. They rank fifth in pass rush grade. Teams appear to be shifting to the run just to mitigate some of the pressure that their down linemen can create. So, yeah, I'm really interested in this line. Mixon has also been struggling a bit recently. He hasn't topped 65 rushing yards over his last five games. He's only averaged 56 rushing yards over that span. But I think having week 18 off, he's going to really benefit from that time off, getting essentially a bye week there. Plus, I think we'll get a discount because of uh, kind of the struggles he had been Dealing with the volume has still been there. He had 12 carries, I believe, in week 17. In those previous four games, he had at least 17 carries in those four games. So I do think he's going to get kind of a minimum of 16 to 17 carries. So, yeah, I'm looking at Joe Mixon. Very interested to see what his line opens up at. I'm hoping to get it probably somewhere between maybe 58 at the lowest. I think it'll probably be closer to 63, 64. But, yeah, that's the sweet spot for me between 58 and 65. Definitely going to jump all over that one. Yeah, I like that play a lot. Our projection has him at 57. And when I saw that, I was like, well, if his line's going to be around that number, I think this is a great bet for sure. So I'm riding with you on that. And I saw you had another rushing prop circled, which uh, our projection loves him, has him at 72 yards. And I was surprised because quarterback rushing props are pretty tough, my friend. But I know if I'm backing anybody on it, I'm backing you. 
So uh, let me know who you're looking at this weekend on the Russian prop. I appreciate that, Vaughn. Yeah, I agree. They they do seem to be kind of highly volatile in quarterback rushing props. But this is one guy I feel like in these spots seems to really look to run a lot, and that's Josh Allen. So, yeah, I'm really interested to see where his line opens up. Over the last five games, he's had at least 63 yards in four of those five games. Double digit carries in three of those five games as well compared to the first uh, 10 games of the season. He had double digit carries just once. I went back and I watched these two teams play back in week 16. He had 16 rushing attempts, 64 yards in that game. Uh, I just think we saw earlier in the season, he was struggling a lot when defenses were suddenly playing a lot of two high safeties, really preventing Allen from making those big splash plays down the field. He had trouble adjusting. I think he's going to rely on his legs a lot, even though we've seen Devin Singletary emerge a little bit over the last month of the season. I still think Allen is by far their most dynamic, talented running back. I also just think... Uh, I don't put a ton of stock into this, but his previous playoff performances as well, he ran the ball quite a bit. So I just think if that first or second read is covered, he is going to just instinctually take off. He's still a very dynamic player with his legs, very mobile. So yeah, if his line opens up in the low 40s, which it had been at least for the previous, you know, uh, pretty much the majority of the season, that is something I'm going to be looking to take advantage of as well. I like that play a lot. Josh Allen, I think he's going to get a lot of carries. We saw like players like Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, they continually get the carries in the playoffs, especially in the fourth quarter when the game's on the line, those third and short situations, they'd rather just give the ball to their best player rather than have them uh, throwing to, you know, Emmanuel Sanders or whatever. So I want to ask you because we started out together at Bet the Prop. We were colleagues together. We collaborated together. We went on fire together. We've never been on camera together. So this is the first time you got a spicy under which I appreciate so much because we love our unders. So you want to talk about Royce O'Neal. Break Royce it down, O'Neal. brother. Royce O'Neal, fellas. Yeah, I, I, this is an under I can get behind pretty often because uh, of the fact that no matter kind of who is shifting in and out of that Utah lineup, Royce O'Neal's usage pretty much stays the same. He, he's kind of the quintessential 3 and D wing player. He doesn't increase usage. They don't draw plays for him if you know they're missing Donovan Mitchell, for instance, or Rudy Gobert. So anytime his number gets a little bit inflated, I really think you can take advantage of kind of fading him in these spots. So yeah, he's at 16 and a half tonight versus Cleveland. Very, very talented defensive front court, as we know. Evan Mobley, Jared Allen, I heard you guys talking about them earlier, as far as Allen's concerned for most improved player. But yeah, I, I love this defense. They are super tough. So yeah, I think Royce O'Deal is going to struggle tonight against this Cleveland front court. I really like fading him under 16 and a half PRA. I no doubt about that. That's interesting. Cleveland Cavaliers, six-point dogs in Utah tonight. Um, we'll open up, the que- open up the questions now to the YouTube audience, see if anybody has anything. First question, Garland over two and a half three-pointers, minus 110, talking about Darius Garland in that same game that we discussed between the Utah Jazz and the Cleveland Cavaliers tonight. Yeah, never hard to sell me on a Darius Garland prop. Uh, I totally agree with everything you guys were stating earlier. One of the most improved players in the league. The guy has been lights out, especially on the offensive side of things. So, yeah, I like Garland tonight. I think he's going to have a big game. I can definitely get behind over two and a half threes. I actually just looked at um, his, his numbers because I had to do one of our NBC promos with points bet. And uh, I saw the Jazz and the Cavs are actually like allowing like over 13 made threes per game the last five. And they're both attempting like over 33 or something. So, yeah, I actually like Darius Garland on that, on that points too. Same game, Jared Allen points. 
Mm. Yeah, I, I could get behind Jared Allen as well. Uh, no Rudy Gobert in the front court, so that I think is advantageous for Allen. Uh, Hassan Whiteside, uh, even though that he's productive, I'm not sure he's uh, the same defensive kind of presence that Gobert is, especially the amount of responsibilities that Gobert has sort of as the anchor of that defense. So, yeah, I've been extremely impressed with Jared Allen on both sides of the floor. I kind of tend to shift more towards his points and rebounds. I like the combination props with Jared Allen, but I do like his points as well. I do expect him to go over so I can get behind this. Hey, I like that one too. I wanted to ask you personally, what you think about Malik Monk tonight? Uh, one of my other guys that'll be on the show at some point, Prop Bomb put out Malik Monk over 16 and a half. It's up to 17 and a half now. He's been on fire. He hit the over six in his last eight games. Bounce back spot for him after Memphis. Kings bottom five defense against guards. I mean, are you rocking with me on Malik Monk? I could definitely get behind Malik Monk. I mean, if you if you can make a three-point shot and you uh, can spend maybe 28 to 32 minutes alongside LeBron, you are going to be a successful uh, shooter or player, offensive player in this league. So, yeah, anybody who can score in this offense with LeBron, I can get behind. I think, I think 15 and a half or 16 and a half points is definitely a good spot for him. So, yeah, I like Malik Monk. Good spot versus the Kings as well. So, yeah, I'm behind it. All right, we've had a lot of fun today, Alex, but I can't let you go already, bro. We have to do some rapid fire questions because we need to let people know a little bit more about you. So three questions for you. First one, your favorite streaming platform, Hulu, Peacock, Disney Plus or Netflix and give me Alex, your favorite show. Alex, answer the right, please. I'm going to go off script, fellas. I hope you don't get mad at me. I'm going to go HBO, HBO really? Max, because I am such a huge Sopranos fan. Uh, I also really like Succession. I don't know if you guys have been watching that. Big fan of that okay. show and uh, Game of Thrones as well. So I'm going HBO. I would go to I'd go Netflix, though, if I had to choose between those three. And Peacock is up towards the top two. Thank you. It, it is. Cool, <laughs> Peacock got the office. Very, very close yeah. second. Yeah, and yeah. They, have, they have Blitz in the Board, too, on Peacock. Oh, yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, Game of Thrones, great show. Oh, yeah, HBO Max, cool, too. So favorite place to eat and why, second question. So I live in Portland, gentlemen. I don't know if you guys have ever been to Portland, but it oh. is the land of food trucks and food carts. So mm -hmm. my favorite food truck is a Thai truck called Thai Kampa. And, yeah, that's my spot, my go-to spot in Portland. All right. All right, I'm going to have to make the trip there when I go. All right, and then my last question for you. Favorite sports memory as a kid, whether you watched the game in person or you watched it on TV, my friend. So I got two quick ones for you, fellas. I grew up in Philly, massive diehard Philly fan. I was at the fourth and 26 game, Eagles versus Packers, 2003-2004 oh. playoffs. Freddie Mitchell made this big catch to advance in the NFC Championship. Yeah, I think it was the NFC Championship against the Packers. That was my best live moment. The best moment I ever watched was Allen Iverson game one versus the Lakers. Lakers were undefeated in the playoffs, 12-0 at that point. The step over Tyron Lue handed the Lakers their only L in that historic 16-1 run. That was the most amazing thing I'd ever seen as a Sixer fan. It was incredible. No doubt good stuff right there. Also, that, that Freddie Mitchell game, the people's champ, Freddie Mitchell, he caught that yeah. pass, then he put a belt around his own waist. Yeah. I remember watching that. That might have been the last pass he caught in his career. <laughs> All right, thank you, Rock Alex. Uh, you definitely check him out at Prop Stars on Twitter. There's a lot of great work handling those props, so hopefully we can cash some tickets with you tonight. All right, thanks a lot, my man. Appreciate so much, guys. Thank you. Thank you. All right, download the NBC Sports Predictor app powered by PointsBet and enter Wednesday's free NBA pick and roll contest for a chance to win $50,000. This week we're highlighting matchups between the Nets and Bulls which we have discussed, the Cavaliers and Jazz, which we have discussed, and the Lakers and Kings. So if you don't have the predictor app yet,
Go ahead and download it now and also download Peacock. Be a better friend than Alex was. All right, Vaughn, here we go, my man. It's time for our edge of the day. You're going first. But before you go, I do want to mention this. My favorite sports memory, since you didn't ask me as a child, Tony Dorsett's 99-yard touchdown run. My Ooh. pops let me stay up to watch a little bit of Monday Night Football, and I got to see that run before I went to bed. And yourself? If I, if I had to pick one, my favorite one watching was definitely Ben Roethlisberger's pass to Santonio Holmes in the corner for a touchdown. Uh, I nearly pooped myself, Corey. That wasn't that was insane right. as a Steelers fan. <laughs> Best right, pass bro. ever. Edge of the day, let's go. All right, edge of the day, let's go, my friend. We're going with Kyle Lowry, over nine and a half assists or a double-double, whatever you can get. I see him walking around plus 100 money, so the theme of the show is definitely plus 100 or better so far. Hawks giving up the most assists per game to opposing point guards at 9.37. Lowry coming off a 13-assist game. He's had nine or more in his last four games. Interesting thing, he had 21 potential assists last game against the Suns. He got 13 of them uh, on the season. He's only averaging 15.9. So why is he seeing such a big increase in a boost? Well, that's because Jimmy Butler is out. We all know Jimmy Butler passes the ball at least five times per game. It gets at least five assists per game. So look for Lowry to be able to penetrate against Trey Young, the Kevin Herters of the world, be able to kick out to his teammates and get assists here. Uh, whatever you get the better line on, whether it's nine and a half or the 10 plus or the double double, I would take that because Kyle Lowry is a, a good a good number here with our projection showing 10.6 assists. So a little edge there. My for my edge of the day. Shout out to Kyle Lowry from Philly to your Philly, city. Baby. A lot of Philly talk. There you go. So my edge of the day, I'm going to go from one legendary gym in New York, Rose Hill Gymnasium in the Bronx, to a legendary gym in Manhattan. That is Madison Square Garden, where tonight the New York Knicks host the Dallas Mavericks. Both of these teams coming in around 500, but the Dallas Mavericks are in real good form right now. They're on a six-game winning streak. They won four straight games against the spread. The Knicks not playing as well, but the Knicks still tend to hang around. Now, could see some movement in this line. When I woke up this morning, I got it at minus one and a half. One last night before I went to sleep, got it at minus one and a half. I saw it pushed up to three. Now it's back down to two. Most of the tickets on the Knicks, obviously New York in the sports betting now legally. And then you have <laughs> most of the money on the Dallas Mavericks. Great My point. play is going to be the Mavericks. I'm going to lay the number with the Mavericks. Listen, I don't know why I'm willing to lay the number at two. I'm willing to lay it at three. I'm willing to lay it at four. I'm willing to lay it at five. I think the Dallas Mavericks, Luka Doncic, going to Madison Square Garden tonight and run the Knicks out the gym. Bing bong. That is my edge of the day. <laughs> Bing bong. The only thing that could save the Knicks is another R.J. Barrett 30-point game, and I don't think that's going to happen, my friend. So, yeah, I, I saw that. Um, I know a couple big cappers on Twitter gave out uh, the Mavericks as well, and that's why we saw some line movement. They're on a heater, man. Seven of the last eight, six in a row. Let's ride, Corey. I got them on the money line. All right, there you go right there. Don't forget to check out NBCSportsEdge.com. You'll have all the information you need after you're done listening to us to continue helping you with your wages. Thanks for those of you watching us on our NBC Sports Edge YouTube channel. And again, don't forget to subscribe and rate the podcast. For my man Vaughn Dalzell, for Alex Selznick, I'm Corey Parson, the Fantasy Executive. Good day and good luck. <laughs>